Every year when Ash Wednesday comes around, I always find myself struck by the tone of the scripture readings for Ash Wednesday. You would have heard them just a few days ago here at Holy Mass, especially that first reading from the prophet Joel and the second reading from St. Paul's second letter to the Corinthians. They both speak to God's people with this kind of palpable sense of urgency. Joel says things like, even now, return to the Lord. And then this whole litany, blow the trumpet, proclaim a fast, call an assembly, gather the people, notify the congregation, let the bridegroom quit his room and the bride her chamber. Now that's urgency, huh? And then St. Paul implores us to be reconciled to God. And he says, Now is a very acceptable time. Now is the day of salvation. This strong sense of urgency that the church wants us to hear at the beginning of Lent. And that same sense of urgency comes across throughout the Gospel of Mark. It's throughout this whole year we're hearing from Mark's Gospel, primarily on Sunday, And many scripture scholars point out that there's this kind of rapid-fire activity of Jesus throughout the gospel. Mark doesn't even tell us about the birth of Jesus. Jesus just appears on the scene as a full-grown man. And then again and again throughout his gospel, St. Mark uses words like immediately, or he'll begin new scenes in his gospel with the word and or again. You get this sense that our Lord's hardly taking any time to breathe or to rest, so zealous he is to accomplish all he's been sent to do. We see it today as well. Every year on this first Sunday of Lent, we hear about Jesus' 40 days in the desert because this is the pattern of our Lenten observance, our 40-day season of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. And in the gospel, this time in the desert comes right after the baptism of our Lord in the Jordan River. That moment of Jesus' baptism is traditionally seen as the the transition moment. As he moves on from what we call the hidden life, those 30 years that he spent growing up and then living a very ordinary life in Nazareth, to what we call the public ministry of Jesus, the three years during which he preached and worked miracles and then ultimately offered his life on the cross for us. And it's interesting. After the baptism, Jesus doesn't ease into his public ministry. He goes right out into the desert I was thinking about the fact when I was ordained a priest, we had about three weeks after our ordination before we started our first parish assignment. A little time to kind of adapt to becoming a priest before we had to start our work. But it wasn't that way for our Lord. Mark tells us that the Spirit drove Jesus out into the desert. Again, that sense of urgency. The desert with its wild beasts was seen as the domain of Satan. And so Christ, in this scene, he's going on attack. 
He's going right into the realm of the enemy. He's been preparing for 30 years. There's no time to waste now. And he sets out about his business. So here's the question I'd like to pose to you and and to myself today. Do we live our spiritual lives in this way? Do I have within me a sense of urgency about the call to conversion, the call to give my life fully to Christ? Or do we tend to put it off, to think there's plenty of time for that? I'll get there later, little by little. Do we instead instead tend to live our faith with lukewarmness and give other things priority in our lives? Now, I'm not proposing that our lives have to be a frenetic pace of constant activity. In fact, if anything, most of us in our day and age probably need to slow down. We're so busy and so distracted. But what I'm proposing is that we ask ourselves whether we're busy about the right things or whether our minds and hearts are in the right place as we busy ourselves about those things. Do we see everything in our life, not just our prayer, our fasting, and our almsgiving, but our work and even our leisure as an opportunity to make an offering of our lives to Christ? as a place where Jesus wants to come to meet us, where he invites us to live in communion with him. This past September, I had the great privilege to go on pilgrimage to Poland. And it was a great grace for me, especially to visit the places that were significant in the life of St. John Paul II, who's a great hero to me, as he is to so many of us. One of our stops on this pilgrimage was to his hometown where he grew up, Wadowice, Poland. And there's this building right next to the parish church that uh, was the place where his family's apartments were as he grew up. It's a large building that had a number of apartments that's now been converted into a museum dedicated to him. And I found myself walking through that first floor amazed by all these different artifacts and photographs from his life, and then you work your way upstairs where the family's apartments themselves were, which they've tried to preserve or reproduce as they would have been as he grew up there. And as I said, this building is literally right next to the parish church, and so you look out the windows of their apartment and you see the side of the parish church there in Vadovice. And one of the things you see as you look out of the windows of that church is this sundial that paint, was painted on the side of the church. I bought a replica of it in their gift shop because it so struck me. This sundial has words at the top in Polish that say, time flies, eternity waits. Time flies, eternity waits. Now I was thinking about the fact that as little Karol Wojtyła saw this day after day after day as he grew up, as he looked out the window, He was reminded, time flies, eternity waits. And you know, I think that has something to do with the fact that he became a saint. This is one of the secrets, we might say, of the saints. They recognize 
the shortness of this life and what we're really meant to be living for. And that leads them to live every moment of their lives with a sense of urgency, desiring not to waste a single moment in their pursuit of holiness, not to let anything slip through their fingers. That's an opportunity to give their hearts more fully over to the Lord. Let's ask our Lord today then for the grace to acquire anew this sense of urgency, the grace to live this Lent in particular in that way, that we too might become the saints that God has made us to be. St. Patrick, pray for us.